Hey guys, welcome back to Modified Lifestyle. I'm your host, Andrew. And it's your boy, Ranch. And this week, we've seen an interesting car event pop up. Yeah. So as we all know, at the end of September, there's always a huge car gathering in Ocean City called H2OI. It's one of the most lit events. I mean, we've never personally been there, but from what we hear online, it's one of the biggest events that happen. And it's like literally just a car meet. Yeah, it's just a huge, basically all weekend car meet. You know, people come mm-hmm. from all over the world, I think, right? At this yeah. point. I, I, I think uh, uh, ILB TV comes, which I think they're from Europe. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people come from, again, as you said, all over the world. Yeah, we know quite a few people from Canada, Ontario, even Quebec, you know, a lot of people just drive their cars, literally mm-hmm. drive their cars all the way to Ocean City just for this event. Mm-hmm. So there's no doubt it's a huge event and it's a huge part of the car community in the U.S. and Canada. Yeah. It definitely is because, I mean, we've seen a lot of our friends even go there. And from what we see online, especially the stories, it's awesome. right? Yeah, and it's, it's like literally don't give a shit weekend. Yeah, it's it, anything goes on that weekend, to be yeah, honest. Yeah. yeah, we were actually planning on going to HOI this year for the first yeah. time. And we were actually like super excited too. Yeah. Um, that was like beginning of the year. And then like this whole coronavirus happened. So kind of put the plans on hold yeah. for right now. I think we even discussed it in February or March. And no, it was more like January, February. Yeah. And I think we literally told ourselves, wait, wait for COVID to hit and then we'll see. Yeah, because um, I think that's when it was just like just coming up. So, you know, we're in August now and borders are still closed. I, I don't think it's going to be open nope. for, you know, September or whatever. Mm-hmm. Last week of September, whenever it is. So this past week, we've seen a lot of people have seen this new thing pop up called H2OI Canada. Now, it, it's very interesting because for one, it's, it's it's very like, you know, something Canadian to do. I mean, people have always tried to replicate US events up here. So I'm not actually surprised that someone has taken the effort to kind of do their H2OI Canada division up here. And I'm sure it's not anyone that, you know, has been to even these events. Let's be honest. Yeah, that, that yeah, that's another thing. Like people replicating the US events. We see that a lot up here. Right. And you know, this is just another case of that. Yeah. But like Randall said, like the H2Y in Ocean City, it's it's unmatched. Like you can't replicate that. Right. Like this the people, you know, the vibe, the area, everything mm-hmm. about it is just unique to this event. Right. Right. So I mean this is an alternative event just mm-hmm. because, you know, borders are closed. Obviously people's are free that weekend you know people a lot of people who plan to go to the right. u.s for for the actual h2oi yeah uh, they're free now so i guess i don't think the person like this account i don't think they're actually associated with the h2oi in the u.s yeah it doesn't seem like it. yeah it doesn't look like it because you know they're kind of just promoting it on their own mm-hmm. so i'm assuming it was just like a random person in canada a team whatever they put together to create this event and it's interesting I'll say that. Yeah. I mean, there's multiple reasons why it's interesting. But uh, for anyone that doesn't hasn't seen the post going around or they don't actually know what we're talking about. In Canada, there's a there's a beach called Wasega Beach. Yeah. And currently, Wasega Beach, they're actually at half capacity right now mm-hmm. because of coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And I don't see it changing for the end of September. So, you know, Wasega Beach, it is a pretty big beach. Like, I don't know if you noticed, it's actually the longest freshwater beach in the world, I believe. Really? Yeah, so it, it's a pretty big beach, but that's like the physical beach itself, right? Because Wasega Beach, it's it consists of multiple beaches in one, mm-hmm. and a lot of it is just cottages that people rent out, and then they just walk to the beach from there. Yeah. There's no actual like 
gathering area, like a main gathering area. Right. At least as of right now, because I think they actually closed the main strip of it too, mm-hmm. just so they could gain more space on the beach for physical distances. Right. Right. So, I mean, with Sega Beach, ideally it would be the perfect location, but because of like the circumstances we're under right now, I don't think it's the best option right now. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it, it, it can handle, you know, that many cars come into it and that many people rushing it. Yeah, exactly. Especially for even a weekend. I mean, I think Canadian car enthusiasts are kind of jumping to it, mainly because it's kind of hyped, right? Especially in the US. But I think we need to chill. <laughs> yeah, honestly. If And if you've been to like Wasega Beach, mm. like any given weekend in the summer, even September, right? Because September is still warm. Yeah. That beach is packed. Yeah. Like you can't get in like probably past 12 o'clock. You won't yeah. get in. Yeah, there's right. no way in hell that over a thousand cars are gonna be able to even travel that those streets. Yeah, if anything, exactly. it's, people are just gonna cause traffic on yeah. the streets. And like over there, OPP is like super strict too, yeah. right? Because they they're the ones who who like patrolling the roads, they're patrolling the beaches and everything, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, <laughs> taking your stance car there, that's c- kind of risky. Yeah, to be honest, you know, uh, you yeah. really don't know what's gonna happen. I mean, at least people will you know feel the vibes of H two I US. Yeah. So. Like, you know, people getting their cars impounded, getting tickets yeah, for no yeah. reason. I mean, it kind of is the same vibe. Right? Yeah, yeah, that is true. Yeah. yeah. But I think the like from what I'm seeing on the Instagram account, mm-hmm. they're really just promoting a lot of the things that happen at H2OI, at right. the real H2OI. Yeah. So, you know, like people cruising down the strip or like, yeah. um, you know, sending it, like doing burnouts and shit right. like that. Right. But that's not going to happen here. Like you can't do that with Sega Beach. Like no. Sega Beach is like a family friendly area mm-hmm. right and like there's a lot of families around there there's a lot of cottages there's a lot of like wealthy people there too who just mm-hmm. own property there yeah right and they're not going to tolerate that kind of stuff and especially because of social media and uh because of how much they're posting this online i can definitely see opp being ready for all these people come in there like this is gonna be a blitz i can definitely oh, yeah. see it already yeah i see it yeah if you go on their instagram account too like they were posting a lot of things that people are like tagging them in mm-hmm. and you know people have already booked cottages airbnbs for this event already and it's only been like a week that's crazy yeah and, and there's no official you know official i mean it's not an official event obviously yeah it's not because they, they don't i don't think they have like permission no they from don't. like we'll say mm-hmm. a beach to be there yeah. right and to host an event like this it's just like hui us right where everyone just kind of just shows up yeah exactly right? i mean it, it that's how it happens there so they've kind of just taken that same model just the canadian version yeah another thing there too is like parking like i said before like if you go to that beach uh, you probably won't get parking after 12 o'clock mm-hmm. even like public parking i don't think they're allowing that just because of physical distancing they don't want a whole lot of people at the beach at once mm-hmm. so really I mean, if you're booking a cottage, I know a lot of people are booking places to go with their friends and just chill with their cars, whatever. That's cool, yeah. But, like, the whole thing about, like, cruising the strip and, like, just hanging out in the parking lot, like, I don't think that's going to happen. No, definitely not. But, like, nonetheless, like, I know we're, we're hating on it kind of right now. Yeah. But it's it's a good attempt to, like, an H2OI. I think yeah. just the timing right now is just not going to be as successful as it really can be. Like, I went to Busega Beach, like, what was it, a couple weeks ago? Mm-hmm. And like half the shit's closed. Like even the like the the main area, you can't go there anymore. They blocked it off. So you, you can literally just drive up and down the street, 
but like the whole street is just traffic because there's so many people there so you can't even go anywhere but hey at the end of the day you know i know a lot of people are going there just to like chill with friends you know a nice little getaway with everybody because this summer we really didn't have any like big car shows car events right very boring yeah it's very boring so i understand why a lot of people are jumping on it and Mm -hmm. you know regardless i'm sure like a lot of people who are going will have a good time yeah I definitely agree with that. So uh, moving on to our next topic, uh, we're going to actually be talking about the new BMW 4 Series. So we last week we talked about the M3 Touring, and uh, which if if you don't know what it is, it's kind of like the, the wagon version of it, of the 3 Series, but it comes with the M3, like obviously drivetrain not in it. The main thing that we're, we were talking about is the redesign and the facelift of the of that actual model that's coming out. And we, the key things that we talked about were the front of the cars. Yeah, so if you've been following BMW over the past, like, I don't know, a couple of years, You've seen like the grill has just got bigger and bigger every mm-hmm. year. And we see the memes about it too. And we talked about that last week as well. Yeah. And just this week, BMW Canada, they posted a picture of their brand new 4 Series. Mm-hmm. And guess what? It's a bigger grill. Yeah. <laughs> it also has that obnoxious grill on it. It's kind of like what Lexus did with their grill. I mean, people in the beginning hated it and it eventually grew on, grew on to people i personally don't like it either I, did, I said the same thing about lexus though so i like who knows right like it, it it depends on how they make it fit right but just looking at the pictures that you know they posted online i'm sorry it does not look good yeah it really doesn't if you don't know what we're talking about basically like the kidney grill, as BMW calls it, mm-hmm. you know, they've had it in their lineup ever since I can remember, you know, since like the classic BMWs, they've had it. So they kind of kept that trend going. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for most of the vehicles, it's just been towards the top, kind of like in the same line as like the headlights, I mm-hmm. guess you could say, like just right between the headlights. Yeah. And they just had the, like the lower portion of the grill as well. Mm-hmm. In the new 4 Series and M3 Touring, like we talked about last week, they actually extended the kidney grill all the way down the bumper. So it basically covers like the entire height of the bumper, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's just one massive grill now. And yeah, it just, I don't know, it looks obnoxious. It just looks really weird on a car like this Mm -hmm. i think the biggest thing for me is that at least in canada you have to run a front plate Mm -hmm. and then the front plate is just gonna block half that grill yeah i can definitely see that happening i mean um it's kind of it's i again i I keep comparing lexus to it but it's gonna be exactly the same as when they brought the big ass grills into lexus yeah it's gonna be exactly the same thing it's kind of gonna ruin the look of it um this is kind of already ruined so it doesn't really matter yeah but uh, in general, I think they have to take into consideration not only Europeans will actually purchase this car and uh, that the North American market, you know, a lot of the cars have front plates on it too. And you know what's funny about this? So mm-hmm. there's a couple pictures of this new 4 Series on the BMW Canada Instagram. Mm-hmm. And if you just scroll through the comments, there's so many people just hating on the grill mm-hmm. and asking like, why does it look so like weird? Why is it so big and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. So we're definitely not the first ones to like kind of notice this. One thing to note is that, you know, this is not the first time we've seen like this vertical grill, I guess you could say. The Alfa Romeo Giulia actually has a similar design as well as their SUV. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the Alfa Romeo, it's kind of like their signature design, yeah. right? So like they've had this design for years and they've kind of built mm-hmm. upon it and it kind of just, you know, fits into their lineup. You know, when you see that grill, you know, it's an Alfa Romeo. Right. It's I mean, it's kind of similar with Lexus as well. They've kind of been signature for the big grill. 
right and now people have like you know kind of caught on and they're like yeah it actually looks nice i've seen a lot of people even convert their toyotas to the big grill as well i don't know if you you know what car i'm talking about yeah yeah i've seen that before too yeah i, I mean it's becoming very popular but i can bet no one will ever think about you know putting a big ass grill on their bmw yeah i think that's like the last thing people would expect from yeah. bmw especially yeah um i don't know maybe it's just like a european thing like just like i said before like the alfa romeo mm-hmm. you know they've had it for a while now yeah um you know bmw maybe they just you know want to tap into that kind of design mm-hmm. right i think in europe they also run front plates right yeah so and their their plates are larger than like the north american the, plates. The slim ones yeah yeah, yeah they're longer so <laughs> yeah <laughs> that would probably look a lot worse than like a yeah. canadian plate on this right uh i think i think that's like my main concern about it it's just you know the front plate the front plate placement the visual visually it's not gonna look appealing yeah exactly and another thing too is that like i think in the past couple of years we've seen like bmw they've had like this super sporty design where it's kind of like a nice slope over the front bumper right to the rear of the car mm-hmm. but this new grill because it's so large mm-hmm. like the front of the car just has like a very straight kind of bumper design yeah i you know definitely I mean? see it i i mean it's very boxy it's from very, the front yeah yeah it's very boxy yeah which is it's an interesting design especially from bmw because you know they're they're known for making like these super sporty cars yeah another thing i've noticed about this car too i actually noticed this last year when they redesigned the three series mm-hmm. um the front grill it's not an actual grill so on the three series i remember i was looking at the auto show last year mm-hmm. and i noticed that the grill it was it was covered it wasn't it was the grill there but there was no airflow that allowed through it, right? It was just a solid piece of plastic. Very weird aerodynamics. Yeah, if you, if you I, honestly, I thought it was a hybrid. Yeah. Right, or an electric car because, mm-hmm. you know, you don't need uh, air intake for that. Yeah, definitely not. But so, it was an actual redesign of the BMW. And, you know, this 4 Series has the same design too. Like the grill, it doesn't look like it's actually functional. Right. Yeah, it definitely looks weird as it is. And now that you're, I mean, since you just mentioned that, I've it kind of does look weird. It looks, I mean, it makes the car look very, very boxy from the front end. In general, I'm not a fan of this BMW in the first place, but this kind of just reinforces that. Yeah, same with me. So obviously BMW has kind of redesigned this model. Um, but one thing that kind of put, you know, it kind of triggers me in one in one way or another is they, they obviously redesigned the entire car, but yet they didn't, you know touch the interior at all and i think that's like a really big letdown especially because they're supposed to be like a super luxurious you know german company and yet you can get a lot more in some base model centra yeah i don't know if i've said this before but i'm not a huge fan of bmw's interior Mm -hmm. i don't know just like i feel like over the past like decade it just hasn't changed much yeah they just kind of kept the same style and just kind of up in the materials and all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. but like the general layout of it it's just it hasn't changed and you, you yeah. see like a lot of even like cheaper cars like random stuff, like even like the nissan sentra <laughs> that thing has like i wouldn't say nicer interior but it's definitely comparable to a bmw right and even like other cars like even like hyundai's kias and stuff like those cars have like amazing interiors yeah and and they generally cost like half the price yeah exactly which is it's sad because i mean if you're a luxurious company you should have everything built into it right at the end of the day i mean people get it for you know the looks not really for the features so it kind of makes sense why they do it that way but i mean if if you're trying to look for a car you're definitely going to look into that that and you're definitely going to pick the best car uh, builders that uh you know include all the features in in their cars not just you know luxury and on the topic of like 
new cars i kind of want to move into like this whole culture of modifying new cars versus modifying old cars mm-hmm. so we see a lot of i don't know why there's just a lot of hate between these two groups of people yeah i mean i've, I've been seeing a lot more hate recently i don't know why there's a lot of conflict between the two groups and i'll generally try to explain it i mean the old car guys you know let's be honest old cars they break more you know they have a lot more issues and uh, generally the owners want to you know prove to everyone else that you know how much money they put into the cars how much work they put into it and so on and so forth with new cars it's a completely the opposite right the reason why people get new cars in the first place is so that they don't break as much right and i think that's where you know the two groups kind of collide because one group is you know trying to prove hey i put you know i work on my car i put this much time effort and money into it but then the new guys just come and they spend the same amount of money and they break less right so i think that's the conflict between the two personally and honestly i used to be the old car guy because i used to love you know taking old cars and kind of working on them myself and that kind of stuff but now i'm kind of like changing right because i want to i want to have something that runs let's be honest right yeah yeah I think that's what like that's ultimately the goal right. of any car enthusiast really you just want right. something reliable something that runs drives yeah. all the kind of stuff yeah but i think one thing that plays a huge factor in this mm-hmm. and it's usually something that people don't admit or they try to like avoid saying mm-hmm. is the financial aspect of it that is true right so mm-hmm. like older cars you know they're cheaper to buy parts are cheaper too in some cases mm-hmm. depending on what car it is and you know they're just simpler cars so a lot of car enthusiasts can just work on them themselves right because you don't have a lot of computers and electronics to work with right right so it's a lot simpler to do that but with newer cars you know if you have the money you can purchase a new car and you know you get if you buy brand new you get a full warranty for whatever amount of years Mm -hmm. the car is basically guaranteed for i don't know four or five years from the dealer right Right. Mm -hmm. and just the peace of mind of that i think that's what a lot of people are looking for yeah, I think that like the as you said the financial aspect, I think that has a lot to do with it as well because a lot of people that buy older cars, I hate to say this, but they most likely don't have the money to buy a newer car either. So that's where kind of like they have like this whole scenario going on in their head where the newer car or the older car can ru- you know run better uh especially with modifying um than the newer cars, which a lot of the times is not the case. You end up spending a shit ton of more money on it just to keep it running and eventually down the line you end up selling it because it's a heap of junk let's be honest yeah they're like with any old car mm-hmm. there comes a time where it's just not financially right. feasible to mm-hmm. continue to you know repair it right mm-hmm. like because you know aside from like engine components you know suspension components whatever you know your transmission can go or like your engine can like blow up or whatever you know right. and replacing an engine or transmission it just doesn't make sense when you're purchasing no. uh, an old car like that yeah definitely and i think that's where like the uh, kind of the modifying scene really adopts itself right um because we see a lot of people buying older cars and eventually they start modding them to their to their liking right well whether you're into stance whether you're into racing whether you're into any culture that you are in right you eventually evolve and start modding your car to your liking right so that's where like the race guys start you know getting nicer tires wheels and suspension right that's kind of like the basis of it same with the stance guys right they end up getting you know air ride or you know coilovers to go super low and getting like three-piece wheels and that kind of stuff right so i mean you can go both ways 
And I think with older cars, it's cheaper because you've actually spent less on the car and you have more you have more of a budget to actually modify the car opposed to buying a new car you've kind of already spent the money there and you actually don't have that much money to actually mod it yeah and i think like over time when you're like when you first start modifying cars obviously you're going to try to spend as little money as possible yeah but like as you grow and learn you'll realize that like the more money you put into something parts car whatever it is yeah. you know it'll generally last longer right and i think and you get like as people evolve and you get more income you know you're making a lot more money you're gonna want to spend money on a better car right you know to be honest and like i've always said this like when people are modifying older cars and i always ask them if you had like an unlimited amount of money what car would you get they always say the same car that they have it's actually right? pretty funny yeah yeah i don't know why people say that yeah but like honestly like i don't like whatever you say i don't care what you say if you had unlimited amount of money i know for a fact you would not buy the same car you, you have. definitely would not yeah right you would yeah. definitely splurge on a nicer car yeah. you know modifying it to your liking yeah. whatever and i think like that's another place where there's a divide in the car community mm -hmm. like aside from financial status mm -hmm. like just modifying a newer car no matter like how much how expensive the car is how much money you put into it whatever that's your car you're modifying it to your liking and you know that's all that matters i see a lot of people who are or i see a lot of people who have these cheaper cars and they bash on people who spend mm -hmm. so much money modifying mm -hmm. a new car right i think that's kind of like the divide because people that like the newer cars will keep on buying the newer cars and the people that like the older cars will keep on buying the older cars right and i think that's where the divide comes in place because i mean we have a pretty shitty culture up here i mean we kind of just tend to only look at the, the the negatives in the culture anyways but in my opinion a lot of people up here just tend to you know hold 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 grudges a lot more and they kind of get divided way too easily right like if you're not in a certain group like let's say if you don't have a, a ek hatch with you know of his k20 you know running thousand horsepower in it yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not in in that you know classification same thing with like a supra if you're not running a thousand horsepower supra with you know some meaty setup right then you're not in the same classification i think when it comes to cars i think people are just very judgmental and they tend to jump to conclusion that that person who bought a new car is not a car person yeah that, that's another thing that i see a lot yeah. of mm -hmm. and even when like when you're modifying these cars too like a lot of people just say that oh they don't know about cars that's why they bought a new car they don't want to like yeah. modify or touch it or anything like right. that yeah. and to be honest like some of the most modified cars i've seen are newer cars right you know you see a lot of like even supercars like i've seen some crazily modified supercars right like i've seen a, a wide body aventador on bags with a custom gold paint job yeah like where do you ever see that like you don't even see Never. that in regular cars exactly right yeah and you know money aside that's a true car enthusiast because they know what they're doing they know what kind of car they're yeah. like it doesn't matter what kind of car it is at all and yeah. i see a lot of people just kind of like i don't know what it is they just bash on people who have expensive cars i don't know i think it's just something with like ego you know they just want mm -hmm. to be like more superior than these people because they're yeah. actually modifying their car themselves or something i don't know what it is it's also because they envy that they're not in the same you know circumstance as them yeah i think I mean, that's another thing right it's like people they don't want others to be successful yeah yeah right? I see. so like obviously we're kind of getting deep here but it's true right people when they see you with nicer things than them right and they used to have like similar like i used to have like you know 
a pretty shitty Jetta. I, I mean, yeah, you, yeah. You, you know yeah, about I can it, right? To that. <laughs> uh, it wasn't that great of a car, you know. I spent a shit ton of money on that thing. And I can tell you for a fact, as soon as I upgraded to the Lexus that I have now, I am so much more happier with it. You know, it never gives me problems, knock on wood, you know, and it just drives, right? And I think newer cars are just built that way, right? Where there's built to last there's also euro and japanese but that's a different conversation right yeah yeah but in general in terms of mods i definitely agree with you um you you can definitely do a lot more when the car is actually running yeah exactly and we see a lot of people in like the car community too they just kind of like skip out on maintenance that's like mm -hmm. a huge thing like i don't want to get into that because that's a huge topic mm -hmm. but like a lot of people skip out on maintenance and they just go straight to mods mm -hmm. and then their car just breaks down and sits in a garage for like half the season yeah i remember going to one car meet and you know i was talking to one of the owners i mean he had this very old jetta uh, again i was into the you know jetta scene i was actually a really big fan of jettas back in the day yeah huge fan <laughs> i was I, I swear i had three jettas at one point but yeah i, I was pretty big fan of them and i actually went up to one of the owners and this guy built everything right like uh, interior was all done up upholstery it was on air ride suspension the wheels were done up the engine was like perfect right and i asked him i'm like like i know that you know your car's all modified but like when you look at all the cars around you you know they got a lot more stuff done to the engine i'm like why don't you you know move on and kind of do that and the first thing he said was maintenance over mods and after that day, I'm like, holy shit. It's like, it's so fucked because a lot of the people that mod cars nowadays, they don't, they don't actually take that into consideration. Yeah. Right. They kind of just go for, oh, I can afford this, this and this. And then they have all these mods, but then the car runs like shit. Yeah, exactly. Right. And you see that, like, I think I see that a lot at, like, race events, too. You know, a lot mm -hmm. of people build these cars. They put, like, huge turbos in their cars, mm -hmm. and they don't upgrade internals, and then their car just blows up at the racetrack, yeah. right? Yeah. And you see it a lot. It happens a lot. It's yeah. not, it's not like, as uncommon as you might think. Mm -hmm. And then there's also that, that whole meme about, like, you know, when someone posts, they, like, this is another thing. Like, I see a lot of people, they post when they, they get a new car, right? And, like, whether it's, like, a brand new BMW or it's a new Ferrari, whatever. Mm -hmm. There's always that one person who says, you could build a Honda that'll gap that thing for less. <laughs> there's always that one person. I mean, again, it's it's that community, right? Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's always that one community that kind of just, you know, bothers everyone. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Not trying to bash on Honda guys, but like it's it's every single community though, right? Like VW guys will just say the same thing, right? It's like, oh, why'd you buy the new one when you can build it cheaper and for the older edition? Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. So like it's always gonna be there, right? Whenever like a new car comes out and you end up just, you know, throwing bags on it and doing nice wheels and calling it a, a, a you know, a year, people are just going to naturally hate on it. Yeah, exactly. And I see I see it a lot. Like I go to a lot of car shows and car meets mm -hmm. and, you know, there's those kind of people. They specifically ignore newer cars or more right. expensive cars. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. They just like yeah. they like the older cars and they just completely ignore newer cars no matter how built up it is, you know, no matter the modifications, anything like that. How nice it is too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They don't even care they just just the fact that it's a new car they just mm -hmm. disregard it yeah in, in general i think uh you know modifying newer cars much easier yes i think uh, a lot of the older car guys need to lighten up and kind of you know look at the perspective of a lot of the people that are getting newer cars uh they really don't want the hassle they just want something that drives and that they can enjoy right so I mean, in general, if you have an older car and you're modding it, good on you. Go for it, you know. But try not to bash on the people that, you know, just wanted to enjoy the car either. 
right? Because at the end of the day, you guys have both the same passion. You still want to both mod cars and you definitely want to enjoy it instead of, you know, bitching and moaning. Yeah, exactly. Couldn't have said it better myself. All right. So now we're going to move on to our car of the week. So this week's car of the week is courtesy of VIP Modular. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're a pretty popular wheel brand. Yeah. I don't know if you guys heard of them. Um, I've seen couple of them in the gta actually mm-hmm. they actually make some nice wheels they're very yeah. like vip hot boy kind of spec the car of the week is a rolls royce phantom mm-hmm. and what makes it special is that it is bagged on vip modular wheels so for anyone that wants to uh you know take kind of take a look at what we're talking about um it's de- it's in the podcast notes so definitely check that out so i think the key thing about this car right here i mean it's vip right and uh we I mean, we've talked about VIP a lot lately, and I think this right here, this build in general, it's kind of kind of like at the top of the pyramid. This is like what everyone that's into like VIP cars wants to achieve one day, right? Because think about it, it's like the ultimate luxury car. It defines, you know, class, right? And the second thing is, holy shit, you're bagging it, right? Because then you have to start chopping shit, right? And all that kind of stuff. So this is kind of like at the top, of when you're getting into you know vip scene you're definitely looking at this to kind of envision what your build's gonna look like yeah exactly and like we're talking about vip here like rolls royce is like the definition of vip right they're like top of the game in terms Mm -hmm. of luxury Mm -hmm. right so the whole vip build spec kind of matches perfectly with this car and this is this is also like one of the older phantoms Mm -hmm. so it has that very like kind of boxy style to it yeah but it still looks very Mm-hmm. modern i guess you could say especially right. with this wheel setup yeah for sure and i mean as i said before this is something that like even i envision you know doing something like this in the future obviously i would do it to a newer car a newer like ghost or maybe in phantom but definitely i would look into something like this and it's I, it's a vip car man like you can't go wrong with a rolls royce on air ride with nice deep dish wheels yeah and the fitment too is like it's not like super hot boy fitment mm-hmm. but it's it's kind of like oem plus fitment so obviously it's on bags as well so you know aired out it looks like the car itself with the wheels and the air ride it looks perfect in my mm-hmm. opinion mm-hmm. right and even right down to the center caps too it has like the og rolls royce center caps right right so it kind of ties the whole build together yeah and yeah the spirit of ecstasy kind of gives it you know like it's vip right so that thing just kind of gives it its own look i think rolls royce are just known for this certain look and no one can really replicate it Uh, i mean we've we obviously try in in the car community kind of replicate its luxury right a lot of the the owners of vip cars start doing like you know the the star headliners star headliners that's super hot right now yeah I mean, Taken, this already comes with it. Yeah, right? this is like the OG of the Star Headliner. Yeah, so I mean, it kind of ex- explains itself, right? You don't even have, we don't even have to say anything else. About yeah, exactly. It, right? yeah. All right, so that's about it for this week's podcast. Thank you guys for listening. We greatly appreciate you. Definitely. And remember to always hit us up for any, if you guys have any ideas, our Instagram or Facebook, it's always, you know, directed to our phones. So always hit it up at Northside Whips or email us any inquiries or any ideas, northsidewhips at gmail.com. Yeah. And if you want to check out any of the stuff we talked about today, they will be in the description or show notes down below. Mm-hmm. You guys can check that out as well as the car of the week. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's about it for today. Thanks. Thanks again for listening and we will see you guys next week. Peace.